Hey yo, what's up, beautifully built fam? Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Melissa Impet. I'm coming back to you today because I am a straight up Instagram creeper. <laughs> For real, I spend a lot of my time creeping on Instagram and I'm so glad that I do because I came across this beautiful babe named Joanna. Joanna has the most gorgeous Instagram account. She is so adorable and has so much valuable content. I couldn't help but reach out to her and ask her if she would come on the show and share her story with all of us. I don't know about you, but I personally love hearing about people's story, their life journey, their struggles, the different things that have helped make them the people that they are today because you know, not everyone has a perfect life. And when you hear about the things that other people have been through, it makes you realize that A, you're not alone, and B, you can get through it too. Joanna so open-heartedly shared about the struggles that she's been through in her life this far. You know, eating disorders, trying to fight off the need for constant attention. She went through a lot of the same things that I went through. And it's just so comforting knowing that we're both coming out on top. And so can you. So tune in, meet Joanna, follow her on Instagram. She has an incredible Instagram account. And just know that your life is up to you. You can make a change. You don't have to remain the same. So I really hope that you enjoy meeting Joanna. Joanna, thanks so much for coming on the show. Hey, so I'm Joanna. I am an online fitness coach based out of the Washington, D.C. area. Um, I have my certification in uh, NASM, National Academy of Sports Medicine. Um, and when I am not coaching people online, I actually work a day job in the immigration and refugee field. Wow, I didn't know that. Yes, fun fact. Uh -huh. wow, fun fact. Wow, you're a busy girl. <laughs> I am. I, I literally am. So while I probably define multitasking. Yeah, I'm always doing that. more than one thing at once throughout the day. Wow. <laughs> but I enjoy it. I wouldn't That's have it any other way. <laughs> you want to hear something really embarrassing? I took the whole entire NASM online course with like the videos and everything, and I never took the exam. <laughs> no. Well, you know what? I actually don't feel too bad. I took the exam the last weekend that I was able to get it without paying for it. Okay, well, that doesn't make me feel so bad, but I'm just like, Melissa, why didn't you just take it? You guys that are listening, NASM is like one of the best personal training certifications, but it's intense and I'm not a very good test taker, so I just like freaked out. How was the how was the exam? Yeah, I would I would definitely say that if you didn't take the time to prepare for it, you might not do well. It's definitely a test that you have to be prepared for. And it's not even just memorizing the material. Like if you think you can just memorize things, it's not going to work well for you. You have to understand the material in a way where you can explain it to somebody else. Totally. totally. So I'm glad that I took it because I learned so much. But however, I need yeah. to revisit that textbook and start all over again. <laughs> And that's okay. Doing your own time. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit more about your story. How did you get into fitness? Because it looks like fitness is such a huge part of your life now. Yes. Um, and I really love that it is. Although that I have a really well-balanced life. I do a whole bunch of things during the day. Like I said, I work in the immigration and refugee field. Um, and I have a social life and all these things. Fitness is a huge component of my life because it is my outlet to, it's basically my personal time during the day. 
and the time when I feel at my best physically and mentally. And I always look forward to my training sessions. And um, it just has helped me to progress in more ways than one than I ever would have been able to do like through other means. Um, and I just think that it's really incredible when somebody has something in their life that they can look forward to and something that helps them to grow and develop for the better and fitness is like that for me. Um, and that's why I wanted to pursue getting my certification and becoming an online coach to other women. I have online clients now who I absolutely love working with them um, and just seeing them from when we first get started to the progress that they make, whether it's they were able to hit a new PR in the gym or they have a non-skill victory where they uh, felt comfortable like having a burger on Saturday, just little things like that. The mental progress that they make is so much more than the physical, and that's something I always stress to them. So whenever they come to me and they say these things to me, these accomplishments, the, the highlight of my day, because I have been there, and I didn't have anybody to coach me when I first got started, and it's, it's just what I absolutely love doing. So eventually down the road, I would love to do this full time. Um, I'm not a place there right now, but that's okay. I know that it's in the future. You've got to work towards that. I love that you mentioned non-scale victories because that's like yeah. always one of my favorite things to celebrate. I'm not a big scale person. I just, mm -hmm. the, numbers, the numbers stress people out for absolutely no reason when there's so many yeah. other small little wins to be celebrating along the way. Yeah. So were yeah, you exactly. into sports like your whole life growing up or is this something that a passion you kind of found? Um, I, tr I guess I tried or my parents rather tried for me to be, yes, a kid. I mean, that's me tries, too. yeah, <laughs> everybody tries to get into sports when they get older, you know, um, I tried soccer in middle school. I tried swim. I tried gymnastics. I tried cheerleading in high school. A little bit. Oh my everybody. gosh. We're like the same. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. And like everybody tries to become a child athlete, I don't know. I wasn't in love with being active and uh, which is really weird looking back on it because I love it now, but I didn't then. And um, so what happened was when I was growing up, I was actually bullied a lot for my um, physical appearance. I was a chubbier kid. I had like round glasses that looked like Harry Potter's. I had braces, <laughs> terrible acne, like the whole nine yards. And, <laughs> all this bullying started when I was so young, like in the fourth grade was when it started. And both by boys and girls. Mm -hmm. And it was just really scarring because from a very young age, I was basically taught by my peers that how people are going to treat you in life is based off of how you look. Yes. And that was wow. my understanding. That yeah. is so, I love how you just said that. And it's funny that you're mentioning this right now because I was actually journaling last night and I was journaling yeah. about my childhood and about how I never could make friends with girls because mm -hmm. I felt like I was always getting judged. But wow, I love how you said mm -hmm. that. It's like, and you know, in this way that we didn't even notice, we were getting told that the way we looked was what ruled us. Oh yeah. my gosh, how deep. Wow. That's really. And I just had that in the forefront of my brain when I was growing up. That you know, I only had even the friends that I did have, which I didn't have very many when I was in middle school. Um, the only two that I had 
I always felt even then like I was the third wheel friend and they would always like choose each other over me. So it was really difficult. Um, and just like when you're growing up and trying to figure out who you are to begin with and uh, just like going through puberty and all of that uncomfortable stages, it's just not a good situation to be in. And unfortunately, I don't have very many positive memories from when I was in grade school. Um, I actually had to see a therapist when I was in the sixth grade because my sixth grade teacher found a parent, I don't remember this at all, but apparently um, I wrote a note saying that I was like unhappy with my life and I was depressed and I was thinking about how life would be if I wasn't around anymore. And this was in the sixth grade and I don't remember this at all. Um, but I remember my parents took me to see a therapist for a while and that didn't last very long. Um, but yeah, just like thinking about how, and I was a happy kid. Like I had a great home life Yeah, along with my sister. My, I loved my parents. Everything was great at home. Um, so just thinking about how, like when I went to school, how the I was social, the miserable. social scene. Yeah. The social scene. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so then when I got into the eighth grade, was when I got more involved into sports and extracurricular activities and I started losing weight from being in those sports and um, I really liked how it made me feel because I was noticeably a lot smaller in the eighth grade than I was in the seventh grade and so then when it came time to go to high school I was obsessed with the idea that you could basically restart and you could kind of redefine who you were in a brand new social setting, literally, like new people you've never met before. And so I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to join my high school cheerleading team. <clears throat> and so when I was getting into that, it was really exciting and exhilarating to me being involved in, like what you said, like being around with girls and making friends with girls. And not just that, but like girls who accepted you because you were part of a group with them. Yeah. And it was the first time that I had a taste of being part of a social circle that it was like, it almost felt like a, a drug in my mind. Like I was addicted to being in a social group. And it goes back to that whole thing of like, people are going to accept you based on how you look, based on blah, blah, blah. It's just like all these childhood memories coming back. I'm like, oh, this doesn't make sense. Like, this is true. You know, like look at my situation now. And um, so uh, unfortunately that being said, I started my um, eating disorder in the ninth grade wow. because I was one of the shortest girls on the squad. However, I thought that because I had to be a base and not a flyer, that meant that I was too fat. Oh my gosh. Yes. So now this whole um, new pressure just puts so much pressure on you. Pressure. Mm. And to put on top of that, my two new best friends were also anorexic. So we were anorexic together. And it was just a horrible situation. Oh my gosh, and that's scary. And you said, what grade was this? Ninth grade. Wow, so you're going into high school too. Oh my gosh, so yeah. scary. Do you remember those uh, websites on the internet that were like, you know, pro-anorexia, pro, the horrible Tumblr websites that would Yeah, I feel like that was back at, that was like, I feel like it was almost around like the MySpace time too, almost. MySpace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And my space also at that time in ninth grade had become my world. 
Yeah, me too. It was like sickening. Like I could not function if I was not sitting at my computer screen. Yeah. Yeah. After school, I was just constantly on my face and like making my profile look a certain way, like because of how all the other cheerleaders that I was yes. in this social group with had their MySpace profiles. And yeah. It's awful. It's just a breeding ground for cyberbullying, which is of course the next level of bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, later on in the year, which I'll get to. Uh, but so I became obsessed with having a social status. And so my birthday is in October. And happy birthday. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Almost at the end of the almost. month. But, um, I had this thought that I wanted to um, invite literally the entire grade to my house for my birthday. Okay. And like the entire grade did show up. So it was kind of like my way of establishing myself. Wow. In the next grade. Like, that was how obsessed you, I was with this whole thing. You and had really great really parents. Funny. You had really great parents. <laughs> I agree. I'm that now. I'm like, Mom, why did you let me do that? <laughs> and um, so some time goes by, and then I get the attention from fellow girls. Then I started getting attention from guys in my grade and you know how that goes you start getting crushes on guys they like you back I never experienced this in my life and I was thinking to myself like oh it's because I'm skinnier I'm a cheerleader like you know that whole stereotypical bullshit that you see on tv Mm -hmm. and this was my everyday life and I just became like deeper and deeper involved and not having any backbone to begin with at all. And no, uh, no like base of self-respect, no basic understanding how to stick up for yourself. I latched onto people yeah. if they ever gave me any kind of attention. And that was so brutal when it came to like my first breakup and my first break with a friendship and then I got into this really more negative spiral. My eating disorder got worse. Um, I dropped 15 pounds and oh I gosh. thrived off of getting attention from guys in a very negative way. So I started bringing in like very promiscuous, dangerous habits yeah. because again, I thought like this is the only way people are going to pay attention to me. And it oh just really gosh. breaks my heart looking back on that such now. A- Similar story. It's amazing. I was like, I was doing the same thing. I was filling this void because I didn't know how to love myself. I just figured that I needed everyone else to love me. And that was like filling that void for me. That was exactly, I was trying to figure out how to word that, but it was that I had a void for so long that I didn't know how to fill it because I didn't know what self-love was. Yeah. And and it's funny because- Yeah, when you get that attention from other people, it temporarily yeah. fills the void. And that's what's so confusing is it's temporary. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they, they stop paying attention to you. And then it's like you're fiending for it again because you haven't figured out how to fill that void yourself. Exactly. And it's like today, it's almost the same thing with social media. That instant validation that we yeah. get, it's like a drug to us. And it we really is. It. We become obsessed with it. So it was yeah. the same thing back then. And it just, I had no self-control whatsoever, and um, eventually it got to a point where my parents noticed what I was doing, and they knew that I was going down a very dangerous road, and so they forced me to quit cheerleading team. Um, they forced me to do nothing except go to school and come home. Yeah. They got me to meet with a dietitian, and just like the whole ordeal. 
Um, but that didn't last for too long because sophomore year came around. I was going to say, so what was, what was your, what was your reaction to your parents? Did you think that it was like the end of the world or did you see that they were trying to help you? Because in my situation, I literally thought my mom was evil, you know, and little did I know that she was really trying to save me. So how did you feel towards your parents? Um, I felt uncomfortable because I just wanted them to leave me alone. Yeah. Um, you know, I wanted them to just like have nothing to do with it and mind their own business because this was my thing. And I had a situation going on that they didn't understand and nothing they could say when they get any better. So yeah, like when they first uh, came to me about that, it was like just one of those, those situations. And I'm very dramatic when I get stressed out. Mm-hmm. So I just, I remember that I started so many fights with them and just demanding that they left me the hell alone. And that was what started to break my relationship with my parents, which is a constant back and forth when really I didn't know that they were trying to help me and save me because I was going down a very dangerous path health-wise. I can only imagine too, you must have been like extra moody too if you were really restricting your calories. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, that just turns you into a different person as it is when you know when your body's really struggling because you're not giving it nutrients. So I can only yeah. imagine, you know, the anger and the and the uncomfortable feeling towards your parents, and then you know that on top of not having many calories in your body. Yeah, and then on top of that, I was also binging and purging. Oh gosh! Oh my gosh! I want to give you a hug. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I had very, okay, so I had very, very thick hair when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And my hair, why, why I think it's like a lot thinner now, it started to break apart and fall out of my head. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't having to me any nutrients at all. And I just looked sick. I was pale. I was always cold. Oh, my hair scary. was falling out. It was terrible. So I got better for a while. And then the bullying started to go to the next level um rumors started going around about me because I was no longer a cheerleader rumors went around that it was because I got caught doing things with people on the football team Mm. and just like horrible things like that and then things spread on my face and then it started being a thing with like oh it's because she started doing things with guys on the baseball team and it was just so got so ugly so fast and um I had my first friendship uh, go completely to crap, and it was a really dramatic situation because it actually happened in the lunchroom one day where I I wasn't sure why no one was talking to me who was in our social circle. No one was talking to me, and I was thinking, like, what did I do? She turned all of them against me and said that I was, like, trying to like hook up with the guy that she was talking to when none of that was true and it was like one of those scenes in the Netflix movie where I ran to the bathroom and called my mom and she had to come pick me up and I I remember I was begging for her to have to transfer high school or be homeschooled because I hated it so much Mm. I felt like I was just living in a in a real hell and suffocated by people who just but unfortunately, because I had no self-respect, first of all, um, I just constantly put myself in the situation of being a victim, and people saw that and took advantage of that. Um, so I relapsed again into my eating disorder, 
And by the time that my junior year came around, I had dropped down to 90 pounds. Oh, gosh. And I was just a stick. I looked like a skeleton by my homecoming um, junior year. And another situation happened that I will always remember where a girl in the chemistry class, she was part of the inner circle at the time, the popular kids or whatever. Um, one of those girls I used to be friends with when we were cheerleaders back in freshman year, this one girl in my chemistry class told me that I was invited to their house before homecoming to have a dinner. And I was really uncertain about that because I hadn't talked to this girl in like a long time and we were not friends anymore. And it just doesn't seem like not right about it, but I agreed to it because I was thinking like, oh, well, if I'm invited, then of course I'm going to go. So I went with another friend to the homecoming thing to show up. None of the people there were aware that we were going to show up. And it was one of those deer in headlights moments where you like realize that you walk into a party and no one else is wearing a costume, but you were told to wear a Oh costume. my gosh, you got like set up almost. I got me, I got set up, me and my friends who went there. Wow. Oh my gosh. What yeah. awful, awful people in your school. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's why I I just don't have like good memories at all about that, and it's yeah. that's why today I preach how any struggles that you come across in your life is all a learning experience. Yeah, and everything that happens to you is for a purpose, and I don't care how cheesy that sounds mm-hmm. because it's true. Like everything that you go through is supposed to teach you something. And I believe that anything that we go through in life, we're supposed to use it as tools to help other people get through their own struggles. Because somebody could be going through something that maybe no one else except you has gone through, and they might need a friend in that moment. And I wish so badly at the time that there was somebody there to hold my hand and be like, hey, I'm here for you. You're going to get through this. Like, none of this shit is going to matter in five years. And so when my parents saw that I relapsed again into this eating disorder and it got worse this time around, they, this was when I woke up, um, they basically told me that if I did not get better, I was not going to go away to college. Yeah. And that to me was my worst nightmare because I wanted more than anything to get out of that hellhole of the hometown. Like I just wanted to get out and never come back. Um, so I got better and um, I went away to college and everything was great from that point forward. I joined a sorority with real nice women (laughs) and girls and I'm still friends with to this day. And it was just um, an incredible experience. And then I met uh, my boyfriend there who I'm still with to this day. Where did you Um, go to college? Virginia Commonwealth University in Virginia. Very nice. And what did you study? I studied international studies. Uh, with a concentration in social justice issues and a double minor in Spanish and psychology. So that's wow. the that I'm in now. Very cool. So college is really what just kind of like brought you, brought you to realize how much potential you had for your future and how you really could grasp hold of your life and really, you know, change it for the better, right? Exactly. Yes. It was the first time where I was exposed to new opportunities and just learning that like you you are in charge of your future and the more people that I met from different backgrounds who had different 
really complicated past stories of their own, the more that I learned that we all go through tough shit. Mm. And some people might go through more tough shit than you, and it really puts things into perspective. Um, and that also, that regardless of what happens to you, it's up to you to decide whether you're going to continue to be a positive, strong person or to let that shit affect you and you become a horrible person and treat everybody else around you like crap. Mm. So how did you how did you learn how to love and respect your body a little bit more, take better care of your body? Um, so it was actually my senior year of college. I was interning at my first internship. It was an um, anti-human trafficking internship. Mm. And uh, this summer was when my boyfriend had graduated, so he was no longer there. Uh, my roommate was gone for the summer, and I didn't have a car, so I couldn't go visit my family on the weekend. So the entire summer, I was completely by myself, and I just felt really lonely, and I felt like I was missing, I was missing something in my life. And up to that point, I had been a really good student. I had done so much on the college campus. I took positions in my story and it was great, but something still made me feel like there was something missing in my life. And at the time, my sister was preparing for her first And it was through her that I was exposed to, for the first of the fitness community, the fitness industry and the world of bodybuilding. And um, so when I was looking to her going through this process. It was when I started noticing for the first time social media and websites like bodybuilding.com, et cetera, et cetera, that these women who looked like they were in great shape and everything like that, they looked amazing, first of all. Second of all, they looked so confident in their bodies and they looked so happy and proud. And I realized that that was something that that was what I was missing because my entire life I had been you know not confident and I wasn't really motivated when it came to things that I truly wanted I was still a people pleaser um and even up to that point I was still afraid somewhat of gaining weight but I finally came to a point where I was tired of being small and petite I was always known as the petite girl even when I recovered from my eating disorder um, and I was tired of that. I wanted to look how, like how these women look, but in the way of where they looked confident in their bodies, because I was never confident in my body for the longest time. And that was something that I really wanted. So, yeah, I remember um, feeling that too, like seeing these pictures of all of these girls, like up on stage, just like yeah. owning it. And I was like, oh yeah. my gosh. And, and I always just thought that like, it was luck. It took me a long time to realize that it wasn't luck. It was about hard work. And if I wanted to be like that, I could be. So when I started realizing that it wasn't about luck and you could actually put in work, it was a really exciting yep. transformation. Yep. Yep. And so like I, I got involved in that and I started lifting every day after my internship at my college gym. How did you learn? Did you just learn? Did you learn from people at school or how were you learning when you first got into the weight room? You just jumped in there? Basically. Nice. I love it. Did my online research like any yep. good old 
beginner. <laughs> yes, that's what that's what I'm trying to promote here on Beautifully Built is just get started. You figure it out as you go. Yeah, yes, exactly. You don't have to have a science degree because <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Yeah. You don't have to be a child prodigy athlete because I wasn't, you know, you can just, you don't even need to have an interest in nutrition. You just all all you need to do is just get started. Go into the weight room, learn from somebody if you have to, go with a gym buddy, you know, just get started. And mm-hmm. you might find that you really love it. For sure, for sure. And then it's funny because like, I feel like once you do get started, the love for nutrition and stuff comes, it comes eventually because you start realizing that, you know, you can fuel your body a little bit more and you start seeing different results when you actually care about that. So it's, it's funny how if you just get started, it all really does come together. It does. Exactly. So how would you say that, you know, this whole journey, how would you say it's made an impact on your life? I would say that it has taught me to be more independent Yeah. uh, because fitness is literally a self-growth journey. Yeah, for sure. And that kind of brings me like full circles when, you know, growing up, I was latching onto other people for growth and support when really like no one was ever there for me the way that I would be there for them and it's just all a matter of you got to do what you got to do for you and because no one's going to do the work for you no one's going to make the progress for you no one's going to motivate you it's all for yourself and that's why it's important that whenever women do get started with working in the gym or beginning their fitness journeys they need to always have in their mind why are they doing this? It, it cannot be for external reasons and, or for pleasing other people. It's got to be for you because if it isn't, you're going to learn really quick that it's just it's not the way that it works and you're never going to make the progress you want to make. Yeah. And it's also really amazing too how if you're not careful, people can hold you back from what it is that you truly want right? Like maybe that younger version of yourself really did want to love herself, but there were so many people jumping in your way and telling you otherwise. And it's really, it's so true in the fitness world too. You know, you may really want to start working on losing that 50 pounds that you need to lose. But if your husband is there trying to knock you down all the time, you got to learn how to find that strength for yourself. Yep. Yep. Not everybody's going to be in support of your journey and that's completely okay. Mm -hmm. You're not doing it for that. You're doing it for you. Yes. Ah, that's like golden nugget right there. You're not doing this for them. If you take anything away from this, it is that. Yes, seriously. Yes. So tell us a little bit more about like the style of fitness that you're into now. What do you do in the gym now? What do you love? I do love bodybuilding style training because I love seeing myself gain muscle. Yes. It's super funny because, you know, when I was growing up, I wanted anything but to gain weight and grow muscle. I wanted to be skinny, lose all the weight, you know, basically get sick. Um, so that's what I love. I love going into the gym and getting stronger and looking stronger and looking healthier. And just those endorphins of when 
when you're done with a lift, you have that rush of endorphins and it just makes your whole day better and you feel so much better about yourself. That's what I love. And I haven't tried very many other variations of styles of training. I've tried yoga and I've tried OCR. Um, that's really about it. But just bodybuilding and being in the gym atmosphere is what I love. Yes. There's something about it. Yeah. It's, you just feel like a badass, don't you? <laughs> you do. Yeah. It's just something so empowering about lifting dumbbells over your head and pulling a barbell off the ground. Seriously, I never realized how much I wanted to feel like a badass until I started lifting weights. Yeah, exactly. Like, forget American Ninja Warrior. Like, yeah. Gym. <laughs> so what are some of the lessons that you think weightlifting has helped you learn? Um, it has definitely taught me that you're not always going to have motivation at the end of the day it's all about dedication and staying true to your goals and that's you cannot cheat yourself yeah there's no shortcut yeah if you cheat yourself what's what are you doing (laughs) yeah literally what are you doing Yeah, yeah, that's, that is the biggest thing. yeah, that's a really good lesson to learn because it's true. You know, you're the only one getting yourself off track if you don't keep that promise to yourself to show up for yourself. I'd probably also say patience is definitely a virtue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm somebody who needs to constantly be reminded that you have to have patience if you ever want to make progress. And I think fitness the perfect teacher of that. Yeah. And trust the process. So how long would you say that you've been lifting? For five years. Five years. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's taken you five years to really see the gains that you're seeing right now, right? Yes. Uh-huh. I got started in 2013 and I was probably in the newbie stages for a solid, not until 2015. Yeah. Um, just because I was teaching myself everything. I never had a coach unless it was for contest prep for my mm-hmm. competitions. I taught everything myself. Um, I taught myself the trials and errors and what worked for my body and what didn't. I um, love it. That makes me so excited to hear. Yeah, but I wouldn't just... have had it any other way. Like I would totally do it again. Yeah, it's it so possible. Earlier on, though. Yeah, it's so possible. And it's just such a powerful message to be sharing to people that you can, you can teach yourself how to build your dream body. And you're like a living example of it right now. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of women get very intimidated. Because they all they see on the internet, and especially on social media, they see for a majority of the girls that they follow, these women have already put time and work. Yes. So they're seeing not really the end result, but they're seeing what they would perceive as their goal. And that intimidates them because they, not that they don't want to put in the work, but they they just want to get there right away. But they need to understand that that's not how it works. Like we all did our time and we all started somewhere. Yeah. You can't get that comparisonitis, especially if you don't know somebody's journey. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, for instance, uh, some of the girls that I follow on Instagram, I had no idea that some of them had scoliosis or they've yeah. gone through surgery. Mm. So you, you don't know what people have been through. And yeah. I'm 
And so, for example, like when it comes to that, it puts it into perspective for me. Like, I have no reason to complain because I've never, knock on wood, I've never stepped foot in a hospital yeah. in my life other than being born. <laughs> yeah. So, I should consider myself grateful and lucky and, you know, not complain. Yeah. When these other people are, you know, maybe they're handicapped or they've gone through surgery or anything like that, or they've, they've gone through an illness or currently battling an illness and they're still in the gym doing what they got to do because it's what they love. Mm. I have to give you a quick shout out real quick. Cause I love your little gratitude, um, little gratitude thing that you've got going on on Instagram right now. That's really cute. Oh, yay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's got an awesome little challenge going on for October gratitude on Instagram right now. And it's awesome. It's really cute. I love it. <laughs> Yay, thank you so much. I so I, I actually came up with that on the bus on my way to work cool. two days ago. <laughs> because I um I actually started off twenty eighteen by having this goal where I wanted to write down a highlight of my day every day for two thousand eighteen. Mm. And for a solid four months I was really consistent. I was nailing it every single day, but then I got busy and life happens and um so I kind of like fell off the wagon and I stopped doing it and I notice that people like to do those kinds of things on Instagram like oh like a let's do a challenge for 21 days like 21 days of push-ups or whatever you have you um so I was thinking like oh well I'll go back to that because it's my birthday month I want to be really positive and uplifting so I just made that and then people ran with it and started doing it themselves and I was like oh great like I love that school I'm on board with it that's fun I love creating an impact like that the little ripple effect (laughs) even if it's just for 31 days yeah so for (laughs) me you know for me when I'm feeling like you know you know you just feel off track sometimes gratitude always kind of brings me back and it sounds like it's kind of the same for you so what are some what are some other tips that you use when you're not feeling so motivated what do you do to kind of bring yourself back to your vision one of the top things that I do is I remember where I was when I started. I remember things from my past, like what I've shared with you. And I think about how far I've come since then. Yeah. Instead of focusing on the lack, focus on where you've been. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then I think to myself, like, I did not come this far to only come this far yeah and so that kind of helps to like bring me back to center and feel like okay yeah you know right like what's the point of stopping now you have yeah. to be seriously yeah that's really powerful for sure yeah, yeah. oh and my god it goes back to that that thing where no one's going to give you the motivation mm-hmm. you have to keep that in the forefront of your mind why are you doing this and that's yeah. one of the ways that helps me to remember Yeah, you've got to figure out how to kind of dig deep and push yourself through even the hardest of days. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you will have hard days. It's never going to be easy every single day. You've got to have a game plan of what you're going to do when one of those days hits. Yeah, for sure. Having a game plan, that's huge. Knowing, knowing what you're going to do. And then, you know, also, also being able to find some somewhat ease with yourself, you know, that balance between staying on track, staying really motivated towards your goals, but also taking the days to yourself when you really need to. Yeah. Don't force it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I usually like to tell people that if, if, if you're feeling frustrated um, and maybe something's not clicking, like it was working for a while and then now it's not, it's probably best that you take a step back and give it a breather 
because sometimes if we force something to work that doesn't want to work, it's going to make it work. Backfire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't want things to backfire. So yeah, I kind of had one of those days today. I was feeling kind of off. So I relaxed a little bit because, you know, sometimes it's a message that you need to slow down. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I've been doing a lot more of that this year, actually trying to see things as messages yeah. from the universe. Yeah. I love it. It makes me so happy. Yeah. yeah. Do you have Do you have anything that you see? Yeah. Do you have anything that you see frequently? Um, that's a great question. Nothing. Nothing comes to mind, but I do try to keep my eyes peeled. Yeah. Like yeah. It's cool. Once you do like recognize something and you start seeing it all the time, it's like really exciting. Like for me, I yeah. always see eleven eleven. Right. That's like a common one. Oh. Yeah, right. mm -hmm. But then I also, my stepfather passed away when I was really young and he was like, oh, he was like such a big monumental person in my life. And he loved watching birds and it was always like a big deal whenever he saw a hawk. So now whenever I need guidance, uh, I see a hawk and it's like the most magical thing. It's so magical. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Those moments are amazing. Aren't they? It's so cool. Yeah. It just, you feel like in alignment when those type of things happen. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I I feel like there's, I'm blanking on it right now, but I know that a situation like that has happened to me before, but right now I can't remember what it is, but I know that I've had those moments before. Yeah, it's like super, super woo-woo and out there, but you can actually ask the universe too. Like, say yeah. you're like trying to make a big decision on something, you can say like, okay, show me an owl or show me something. And you can like literally ask for it. And it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, it is. That's amazing. Yeah. I love the spiritual world. <laughs> Me too. It's awesome. Yeah. I really want to learn more about it. Yeah, it's so fun. Personal development and, and focusing on spirituality and different ways of thinking is just it's something that I'm like addicted to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this has been so much fun chatting with you. You too, girl. I've really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you so much for inviting me to come on here. It's so fun, really, like getting to know people deeper than just their Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So where can everyone find you? Where can they find you hanging out? You can find me hanging out mostly on Instagram, yeah. uh, like you mentioned. Uh, I'm at ojojo with three H's. So O-H-H-H, Jojo. Perfect. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel, which everything can be found through my Instagram page. I and need to I need to check out your YouTube channel. I haven't checked it out yet. Girl, you have to. Oh <laughs> I'm currently in the process of getting a new vlogging camera, but once I have that, I'll be back on my game. Woohoo! I'm gonna check that out tonight. So I'll definitely yeah. take the links for both of those, and I'll put them in the show notes so people can just scroll down and click on it. Wonderful. I'll do that. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. So before we wrap things up, what is one last piece of advice that you would leave everybody with? I would say that keep in mind that you are stronger than your struggles. This is a mantra that I've implemented through my Instagram um, because I really want for everyone who I interact with, whether it's people who follow me on my Instagram page, people who I meet in person, just from personal experience, every struggle that you go through in life is teaching you something, whether it's teaching you to implement some sort of moral into your life or 
teaching you to be stronger for a situation in the future where you might come across something similar um, or just to give you more wisdom about something where you might have to teach something to somebody later on and help them out. Um, I try to look at every struggle as a positive, even if it's super ugly and just dark and horrible. Um, I just believe that we're only here for a certain period of time and we go through struggles to gain something out of it. Yeah, I love that nice little reminder that, you know, the way you look at situations is really a choice. And, you know, you can look at things negatively all the time, or you can find the positive, right? The silver lining. Such a great reminder. And your story really shows that, that's for sure. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. I, I, I try to share that with people as often as I can, because we are stronger than any struggle that we're going to overcome. Thank you for being so open and so transparent and just really showing your real life to all of us. Yes, of course. I'm really happy to do so. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. If you're still tuning in right now, you are such a badass. I love you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in all the way to the end of the show. I wanted to come on and share my new mission. It's called the hashtag beautifully built mission. It is my goal to inspire people to take the body they were blessed with and build it into the bodies of their dreams. And you guys know me, I love weight training. So here's my goal. By December 14th, 2018, which just so happens to be my 29th birthday, I want to inspire 1,000 people to get in the weight room, to get over their fear, to get over any little excuses that are holding them back and just get in the weight room. Make the move, get in the weight room and start building the body of your dreams. So my goal is 1,000 people before December 14th, 2018. And the only way that I can really track that is with a selfie (laughs) or just any picture of you in the weight room. So here's what I'm asking for you. If you'd like to be a part of this mission and a part of these thousand people, take a picture of yourself in the gym, whether it's a selfie or you have someone actually take a picture of you, post it on Instagram and use the hashtag beautifully built mission. I'm going to track that hashtag until we hit a thousand. And then when we hit a thousand, I'm going to pick 10 of my favorite pictures and do a huge giveaway. So help me hit this goal of inspiring 1000 people to get in the weight room before December 14th, 2018. Take a picture, post it, use the hashtag beautifully built mission. Get your friends involved. Come on, let's do this. I can't wait to see a thousand pictures of people lifting weights. Super excited. Thanks so much for being a part of the movement. Until next time. Mwah.